0: once again, back once again, back once again, back once again, back once again. With the beast, with the Wisdom starts with a decision. We must first choose to receive it, and then it becomes our constant companion, guiding us on the journey God has called us to. I'm Scott, and this is the Wisdom in All Things podcast. On today's episode, does risk-taking need to be risky? T.S. Eliot says, only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far it is possible to go. I am not, nor will ever be known as a risk taker. Sure, risk taking makes for a good story, but while we admire the person that takes risks when it pays off, it's like a bad accident we can't turn away from when it doesn't. I don't want to be the bad accident people can't stop staring at. T.S. Eliot's quote helps explain why it is easy for me to put risk takers into two camps. On one hand, you have those that'll find the edge of a cliff by running full speed until they begin to fly. And on the other You have those that go down on all fours, slowly feeling their way until they run out of earth. I'm definitely the latter. Safe is better than sorry, right? Surely you don't have to go too far to find out if you've gone too far. With the recent start of another year, I have to believe that there are at least a few people that flirted with the idea of setting a goal to do something daring. It reminds me of the quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. She says, do one thing every day that scares you really a a scary thing every day for a year? I don't know if that's a goal that a person should set for themselves. Kind of sounds more like you've lost a bet with someone who really doesn't care about you. But I get it. I get it. The status quo is not very exciting and for different reasons could possibly even be unhealthy. Life requires some risk. After all, nothing ventured, nothing gained. One dictionary definition of risk-taking brings some balance for me. It says, risk-taking is being willing to take risky action in the hope of a desired result. It kind of takes the scary out of Mrs. Roosevelt's quote. Here's something I think I can work with. Risk-taking is a willingness to take a justifiable risk given the preferred outcome. There's a wisdom in that. Even though, given the fact that you're reading this blog about wisdom, you might be asking yourself, Isn't the point of pursuing wisdom to avoid risk? Avoid risk? No. Take calculated risks? Yes. I would say that Philippe Petit provides us a healthy view of risk. He's a French high wire artist. He says that death frames the high wire, but I don't see myself as taking risks. I do all the preparations that a non-death seeker would do. To take calculated risks is to take the word of Jesus to heart when he says in Luke 14, 28, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost whether he has enough to complete it. Jesus doesn't say that if there is any risk, don't do it. Instead, accepting that doing what is right and good involves risk, it doesn't mean that it has to be risky. Especially when you consider the why. Referencing Romans 8.28, John Piper explains that the promises of God that all things will work together for our ultimate, Christ-exalting good is the basis for our risk. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose, we really aren't taking a risk by doing what is right and good in light of what God has promised to accomplish. It is this why, beyond practical risk assessment and good decision-making, which are both good, that makes risk-taking less risky, and compels us forward with confidence in the face of risk. So how do we make risk-taking a little less risky? Well, it's with this why as our basis that we add to that a few other steps that I think we can take to help guide our assessing risk as we seek to remove unnecessary risk and embrace necessary risk. First of all, keep your eyes on the prize. Starting with the why, another significant part of considering risk is the reward. In addition to increasing self-confidence, learning a new skill, or benefiting financially, taking a risk may in fact be life-saving as well as life-giving. Considering risk in this way is important because it keeps us from assuming that we alone should be the beneficiaries. Keep your eyes on the prize. Second, conduct a faith assessment. Dr. Guy Richard, he's the president and associate professor of systematic theology at Reformed Theological Seminary, He says, it is not risk-taking to which God responds. It is faith. God responds to faith that manifests itself in taking risks and stepping out by trusting him. As we evaluate whether or not a risk is worth taking, we should be certain of where we're drawing our reasoning from for taking the risk, as well as the depth of our dependency on God. If we're moving forward without complete trust in God to be our guide and strength, we're unwittingly assuming unnecessary risk. There isn't anything that we think that we should do that is worth doing if it doesn't require complete trust in God. Third, take a baby step. We can sometimes unnecessarily avoid risk by thinking that risk-taking is all or nothing. Instead, consider easing into it. Masterclass.com suggests making incremental movements to relieve you from taking on the whole risk all at once. In addition to the size of the risk, Dr. Malachi Thompson adds that our level of control is also a means of addressing fear. If you don't naturally self identify as a risk taker, start by taking risks where you have the highest level of control. You're more likely to succeed, increase your ability to assess, plan, and execute on taking risks. Fourth, risk-taking begets better risk-taking. We only get better at something when we make the commitment to improve with each opportunity. Because risk is something that we can't and shouldn't avoid, our continually taking a risk will improve our ability to count the cost and propel us toward the next necessary risk we'll need to take. And lastly, always remember Mandy Holgate, she's an international coach, speaker, and author, reminds us to start with what we know to be true about ourselves, and I would add, what is true about God. In her article on Calculated Risks, she recommends that we recall the times we've been successful, what we're capable of, and that mistakes are unavoidable. Doing so will also be a good reminder that God takes us down a path with intention, caring for every detail along the way. When we remain attentive and open-hearted, we benefit later in life by being able to recall the care God had taken to not just take us down a certain path, but the way he chose to construct that path. If we don't take unnecessary risk, we won't have a record of God fulfilling his promise to work all things for our good. So remember these steps in making risk-taking less risky. Keep your eyes on the prize, work that faith assessment, maybe take baby steps Understand that risk-taking begets better risk-taking. And then always remember what God has done through those processes. John Piper has a great article on how to take risks without being unwise. In it, he prescribes a series of tests. One test he recommends is to take what you could call the heavenly hope test. In addition to our seeing God fulfill his will in and through our lives, this might be the only question we really need to ask regarding whether or not we should take a risk. In 1 Peter 3.15, Peter challenges us to be prepared to make a defense for the hope that is in you. In order to help us avoid our selfish nature and preoccupation with safety and ease, we need to ask ourselves, would taking this risk compel someone to ask us about the heavenly hope that is within us? That may be worth risking everything. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. You can check out other episodes and get the free download of Five Steps Toward Wisdom in All Things. It's all available to you when you stop by wisdominallthings.com.